Blog Talk Radio. Oh, don't tell me. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Cutler Hour. I am your host, Michael Cutler. Uh, it is always great joining you and playing that inevitable game of catch-up. Um, I see that the program the program may kick out. We've been having computer issues. If it does, uh, I, forgive me, but I, I may wind up with a 15-minute program this evening. We'll see what happens with my wacky computer. But I, I did want to make certain to call your attention to articles that I've written and the reasons that I've not been doing my program for the past two weeks. Number one, I've been doing a lot of uh, interviews on I-24 News. It's a televised news program based in Israel and Tel Aviv. Also working on a documentary with Dennis Michael Lynch. Very excited about this documentary. It's about the immigration crisis and it's presented in a way that I don't think has ever been done before. Um, I've worked with Dennis to simply provide my perspectives and he will provide the background um, visuals, if you will. I also want to very quickly touch on what happened today uh, or within the last couple of days with the raids that immigration has done in Mississippi. I've got an article coming out in Front Page Magazine, should be out in the, the next couple of days. It's remarkable that the news media always focuses on the children of illegal aliens when illegal aliens get arrested. I've never seen the media do that when people are arrested by the IRS or uh, children are separated from their parents who uh, drive without a license or uh, don't pay parking tickets, then the media doesn't say a word about the American kids. Now, I feel bad for any child that's separated from his or her parent. Let's be clear. I'm a parent myself. I have four wonderful children. They are my world. But there has to be consequences to violating our laws, and the laws that these aliens violated have deprived Americans of their jobs and wages, uh, and it's something that I cover in detail in my forthcoming article. But for right now, I want to focus on my most recent article for Front Page Magazine, Afghani citizen and former U.S. military interpreter charged with alien smuggling. We have an individual, as you will see in front page, who works for the U.S. military as a translator, as an interpreter. And understand that interpreters act as the eyes and ears and, if you will, mouths of the uh, intelligence community, our military, law enforcement, and the people that are being interviewed. They have access to documents. They have access to informants. They know very much what our people know they have to because they are an integral part of the interrogations and the interviews. So here we have a guy working for the military. We rewarded him. The U.S. government rewarded him with a green card because of his stellar service to America. And now he's accused of smuggling aliens from the Middle East, including another translator who was denied entry, in fact, was fired by our military because they determined that he was not trustworthy. He tried to smuggle him in through the Mexican border, the same border that we keep hearing from politicians doesn't create problems for America. If you look at the article, if you read what I wrote, um, we have a big problem with Latin America, Hezbollah, the tri-border region of Brazil, aliens coming into our country who likely were trained in terrorism. Um, I mean, this is a very big problem. 
We are in the middle of a disaster. Uh, ISIS is start trying to stage a resurgence in the Middle East, specifically in Syria. The all clear has not sounded. Let's be perfectly clear. So here we have a tra- an interpreter working for the government, now charged with alien smuggling, smuggling in people, including another interpreter who was fired because it was determined that he posed a threat to national security. This is not a minor issue. And there we go again, looking at the implications of a lack of border security along that U.S.-Mexican border. But we need to focus on the fact that we are indeed a country of 50 border states, and we need a vibrant interior enforcement mission to back up the Border Patrol and the inspectors at the ports of entry. I call it the Immigration Law Enforcement Tripod. I also wrote an article for Newsmax uh, about how we've just given the money. The Congress has approved, the president has signed off on a bill that would guarantee that we will take care of the victims of 9-11 because of their medical issues. And I couldn't agree more with it. It shouldn't have been an issue. It should have just been done. But if we're so concerned about these victims, and we should be, we must be, that slogan, never forget, means more than never forget the victims. We must never forget how it was we came to be attacked in the first place. And that was the reason there was a 9-11 commission report. When was the last time you heard a member of Congress talk about the 9-11 commission report and the nexus between immigration failures and terrorism? If you read the report, and I provided testimony to the commission, there was a clear nexus between multiple failures of the immigration system, the visa process, border security, the way we adjudicate applications for political asylum and green cards and so forth. Think of this translator who now stands accused. Again, he's accused, not found guilty yet. Uh, he, has, he enjoys the presumption of innocence until <clears throat> such time as it's resolved, hopefully with a conviction. But the point is, we have become our own worst enemy, and our politicians who refuse to stand behind immigration law enforcement and secure borders are acting against national security, public safety, and the best interests of every American, irrespective of political orientation. These aren't political issues. Survival is not a political issue. Nobody joins a political party to commit an act of, of suicide. But that seems to be where we are in this insane world. Additionally, I wrote an article that the Supreme Court decided that funds can be used to build the Mexican wall. Now, think about this, and I think the point. Everybody is quick to talk about whether or not um, the military should be backing up the Border Patrol. In reality, it's the Border Patrol and ICE agents who back up the military. The common shared mission of all five branches of the U.S. military is to keep America's enemies as far from our shores as possible. I don't care which branch we're talking about. Up close and in person, that vital task, that vital mission falls to the Border Patrol and to ICE agents, as well as the inspectors at ports of entry. That's what the immigration laws are about. It's not about skin color. Never mind the lies that keep on getting thrown around. It's not about race or religion or ethnicity. If that's what the immigration laws were about, I couldn't have enforced them for 30 seconds, let alone 30 years. It's about keeping out aliens with dangerous communicable diseases, aliens who have mental illness, are criminals, spies, terrorists, human rights violators, war criminals, fugitives from justice. And then we get to aliens who have become a public charge, or if they work, would displace American workers. It's about protecting the jobs and wages of Americans. Who in their right mind could be opposed to laws like that? It's the equivalent of a responsible homeowner or, or person in an apartment who looks through the peephole before admitting a stranger to his or her home. And so we come back to the, the last article that I'm going to quickly mention is the left's immigration con job. 
and you see it constantly, and you're seeing it on full parade, full display right now over these ice raids. And here's what's remarkable, and you'll see more about this in my article, and I hope to discuss it with you next week when I hope to do a full-hour show at my usual time of 7 p.m., unless, of course, I get called to do another television show, but I promise you I will give you a full hour. But but here's the point. The Democrats say we need a $15 an hour minimum wage, and I, I basically agree with it. I know there are conservatives who disagree, and by the way, as Americans, we need to have these debates. That's how democracy works. You don't have a democracy without a free-wheeling debate, okay? I was going to teach debate on the college level. Without debate, without discourse, you don't live in a democracy. But it's remarkable that in the 1980s, people who worked in the meatpacking industry, believe it or not, folks, were earning more than $21 per hour back then. That's not adjusted wage. We're not, we're not looking at inflation. Dollars and cents. The average meat packer in the 1980s was earning over $20 an hour. That's labor statistics. You'll see it in my article. Now the Democrats are promising $15 an hour 30 years later. Today, the average wage for the people that work in the meat packing industry believe it or not, is barely over $10 an hour, roughly half what they would have earned 30 years ago, and that's not adjusted for inflation. So ask yourself, how much has the purchasing power fallen beyond the fact that the actual wage was cut in half? $10 an hour today is not what $10 an hour 30 years ago was. That I would argue that if it wasn't for a massive influx of illegal workers, the workers in the meatpacking industry who do very dangerous, filthy, backbreaking, uh, and, and, and psychologically damaging work. I mean, we're talking about the slaughter of animals. It's a tough job it's from so many perspectives. They would probably be earning more than $30 an hour, twice the minimum wage that the Democrats are, are demanding. So what we've done by flooding America with cheap, exploitable labor is to drive down wages. What we've done with this mad dash for let's legalize everybody has been to open the doors for the people who want to kill us. I'm not just talking about MS-13. They're a big enough problem. But I worry greatly about how things are heating up with Iran, with Hezbollah, Hezbollah operating throughout Latin America. Every vulnerability we have is exacerbated by multiple failures of the immigration system, failures that were clearly identified and explained by the 9-11 Commission report and the companion document, the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel. The next time there's a presidential debate, if we had for real moderators, because these debates look more like contestants on Jeopardy than people that want to be our next president, they need to be asked pointedly, yes or no, no, no wiggle. Did you read the 9-11 Commission report in its entirety, yes or no? Yes or no, did you read the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel? Because any politician that says we don't need immigration law enforcement is going 180 degrees in the opposite direction from the findings and recommendations of the 9-11 Commission. Period. There's no wiggle here, folks. This isn't about xenophobia. It's not about hatred. Nothing like that. It's simply about saying you need to lock your door at night when there are criminals wandering in your neighborhood. The world is a dangerous place. That's not a news bulletin. We've known this forever. Why in the world are our supposed leaders demanding that America take down its shield 
at a time when drug trafficking has exploded, at a time when MS-13 has exploded throughout America, along with other violent gangs, and not just from Latin America, Asian organized crime. Uh, we can look at crime all over the world because human nature is human nature. This isn't about Latinos. This is about people. As an immigration agent, I've arrested criminals from every corner of this planet because people are people are people. No matter what the skin color, we all bleed red, and we all have the same qualities of good, bad, and ugly. Okay? Why, then, do you have supposed leaders that represent us, supposedly, saying that we should not secure our borders, we should not enforce our immigration laws? Because if you look at the facts, this is the door that gets open to the criminals and the terrorists, people with dangerous diseases. And finally, foreign workers who replace American workers and drive down our wages. The H-1B visa program, I would argue, is the reason why our educational system is in the tank. Because before the H-1B visa program, corporations in America looked to American children and said, those are our future employees. Corporations had a vested interest and making certain that American kids got a first-rate education. The Westinghouse Foundation and all these other corporate foundations existed to do the best they could to train new employees coming through the educational system. Today, the goal is to bring in foreign workers to displace American workers because they are desperate and will work for substandard wages under substandard conditions. And therein lies our problem. As I, as I feared, uh, I'm getting a signal on my computer that I'm down to about a minute, so I know this is a short program. I apologize after two weeks of not joining you. But what I really want you to do is please go to frontpagemag.com, check out my articles. Please understand the crisis that has been created for us by the politicians from both parties who've accepted the bribes that are known as campaign contributions. Therein lies the major problem, and the reason we're in this mess is because we, the people, have failed to uh, be good employers and make certain that our members of Congress and other political representatives truly represent us, our country, our children, and everyone's best interests. I always like to make the point that democracy is not a spectator sport. Uh, I hope this drives that point home as clearly as possible. I wish you all a great weekend. Again, I apologize for the brevity of my program. Um, back when I was an agent, I had a sign on my wall that said, to err is human, to really screw up, you need a computer. Here we are tonight. Um, again, have a great weekend. Check out my articles both at Newsmax and FrontPageMag.com, and I'll see you again next week at, right here on the Michael Cutler Hour. Have a good weekend, everybody.